Hello, everyone, and welcome into the Comics Experience Make Comics podcast, the show where we talk about the nuts and bolts of making comics. My name is Joey Gro. I'm joining Andy Schmidt today to talk about contract negotiations. It's something that we've touched on here and there in terms of contracts. Uh, you're likely going to be signing them at multiple levels, whether it's work for hire for a larger corporation or a smaller corporation or working with a partner. Uh, you will be signing some sort of contract. But in this case, we thought because Andy's background includes uh, publishing now and being a publisher, and he's had uh, a number of months to change his contract over time from where you all started uh, to try to make it not only the best case scenario for creators, but also the best case scenario for you as a publisher to publish comics and continue to publish comics. And you had a, a recent conversation that seemed like a, a good jumping off point to talk about kind of the, the broad overview of contracts and thinking about it from not just the creator standpoint, but also if you're a creator, what you can think about when you're dealing with a publisher. Yeah, and I can't go into specifics about the you know who the creator was or what the project was because it's, it's uh, you know not been announced yet. Jack but, Kirby? Um, <laughs> yeah, it was Kirby. <laughs> Bringing Kirby back. All right. Excellent. Um, that, that's big news. So, uh, yeah. So the, the gist of it was, so we are, we are a newer, younger publisher and my, uh, my accountant pointed out, um, some things that we have the way that our, our deal is structured, um, really just kind of caused her, um, some very, some very difficult calculations to do. And it just adds to her, workload and 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 you know it sort of makes for calculations that people could dispute even if they're done really well mm. so it's sort of sort of a nebulous sort of thing but her point was as we've been calculating out our first royalties her point was really we should probably talk about just the way this is structured like we don't need to we don't need to change necessarily the outcomes like how much money people are getting for their books and that sort of thing but we want to change the language and how it gets calculated mm. so that it's more streamlined and it makes more sense and it's more kind of intuitive for everyone um and and you know it was a wording choice thing it was you know it was nothing you know certainly i don't I don't want the accounting to be super complicated. That's a recipe for disaster. Right. So, so we're talking about streamlining it. Um, and so I was, so, but I'd already been negotiating this contract with this creator. So um, on our last call last week, um, you know, I, I kind of brought this up and I said, look, we're, we're going to be looking into this. And, and the idea is not to change the outcomes of how much you will get, but the language will change. So, um, so what was really great about this call, um, you know, and, and this, if this call had been poorly, it still would have been a good example, but, uh, it's a better example when it goes well. Uh, what was great is that the creator, um, who I've only met relatively recently, but I've started to get to know as we're going to get into business with them. Uh, the creator was like, okay, well, let's just like talk through it. He's like, I want you to make money on this. Like, I want to make sure that you're, you're good and you're, and you're happy because if you're happy and I'm happy, then, you know, this, then this thing is going to work for both of us, for all of us to move things forward. And I was just so grateful, you know, that, that he had that attitude. Um, uh, and, and wanted to approach it as a true partnership, mm -hmm. you know, did, 
that just really stood out and not and most of i mean most of the creators that we're we're actively talking to are creators that i think are are would approach things that way because frankly that those are the types of creators that we want to be in business with we want to be in business with people that want us to succeed just as much as they want to be in business with publishers that want them to succeed so we're looking for people that are that are coming to the table and are dealing, you know, and what the term that we always use is in good faith. Um, oh, big caveat. I'm not an attorney, nor am I giving legal advice. I have to say that. <laughs> right. No, um, no attorneys present. But in in the negotiation uh, of, a, of a contract, you know, and we have, you know, we have and we're talking about changing it because of internal processes um, points. But we have we have a we have a deal. We have a deal that we offer people. Um, it doesn't really change without a really good reason. Um, but uh, the deal is favorable to creators. And so one of the things that's been really nice is that when creators see the deal, so we, we in the negotiation, we basically kind of bullet pointed out for them. Like, like literally there's like a one sheet with bullet points that once we're at that point, I'll go, well, here's the, here's the big stuff, right? Just in bullet point form for you to eyeball if you've got any questions here or whatever, then, then we'll talk about them. Once people see that, they're like, they, they have tended to be like, this looks like a really solid, fair deal. And then we'll send them the contract, you know, which is the long form contract and has all the details and all that sort of stuff. And they read that and they're, uh, we've yet to have anybody come back and say that, you know, something is completely unreasonable or anything, you know, along those lines. So, I think part of the part of the fact that we send deal points that that are favorable, and then the contract reflects those, right? There's no bait and switch that happens that occurs. Um, you know, I think I think that helps build their confidence that they're dealing with with a good actor. And mm-hmm. so, rule number one of contract negotiation is make sure you feel comfortable with who you're talking to. Sure, right? If you just have that gut feeling of like. I'm not sure, you know, this company's above board or this person that I'm dealing with is, has, has got my best interests at heart. You know, the, the, the ideal situation is for me as a publisher to certainly have the publisher's best interests at heart, but also have the creator's best interests at heart. And for the creator to also have that view of, of that partnership. And that's sort of the second thing is you have to have that level of trust. And sometimes, and look, I'm, I've done it where I, at times, been like, I haven't gotten to know them as well as I would like, but we're at the point, the contract looks looks good. We mm-hmm. take a leap of faith that this is going to work out. And often it has worked out great and, and you know, been kind of rewarded for having some faith, right? There have been some times where it has not worked out great and I kind of wished maybe I hadn't made that deal or, you know, I worked to get my rights back if I can. Um, so that's sort of the... the, the the most important thing when you're dealing with somebody, especially as a newer creator, it's such a, like a euphoric moment to have a publisher, even a smaller publisher say, we'd like to publish your work and like put a contract in front of you Mm -hmm. that it's very tempting for you to think, especially if you've been working at this for months or even years in some cases, and this is the first one you get, like it's very hard to say notice something. Mm -hmm. Uh, like that because this is what you've been driving for. If you say no, then aren't you betraying yourself? Or like, I mean, you can work yourself into like all of these sorts of things. But ultimately, 
you know, a deal with a devil is a deal with a devil. <laughs> and those never, never pan out. I don't know if you've read those stories. They never pan out. Read one more day. Doesn't work out. Um, <laughs> like, and, and, and I don't, I don't want to, you know, no pun intended, demonize anyone. Right. I don't, I, I think there are few like very intentional bad actors mm-hmm. here, but what, but what you, what you're really looking for is that comfort level and for people that are looking out for you as well as themselves. Right. You want something that's fair. You want it balanced. Um, and, and here, here, here's really the reason why if it's too balanced or, or too unbalanced in favor of the publisher, I think most of us know why that's a problem, right? Mm-hmm. The creator tends to get, posed and and then they go on twitter and then everybody gets a bad reputation sure um but what people don't think about is the flip side uh which is what we've had to deal with a little bit we made we've had to actually pull our deal back um since we started to to restore some balance because it was weighted so far in favor of creators for the first three projects that we did that we can't do that and stay in business even if those books are major hits it it won't work it won't work we won't be able to pay our our overhead bills and i won't be able to pay the people on staff so we we've had to really take you know stock of that and then and then we adjusted our contract back a little bit so that we were able to earn more and mm. you know i i didn't like doing that i felt like i didn't feel like slimy doing that i felt like like i just didn't want to like i really want this to be so good for the creators but if we're not around in two years we're no good for any creator ever again so um so so for me and for our staff when we talked about this because we didn't talk about it amongst you know amongst our group it it ultimately it made sense and i it was actually very helpful for me to have other people be like no like we we really have to do this like it's doesn't work like we're not being jerks like this is just being reasonable and and you know so um and and we went out and we we had talked with some creators about some of the deals and we went out and we talked to all the creators and said look this is what we've learned right we've gotten our sales back in and we you know once we once we took out all the expenses and here's how the profit split breaks down here's what we've learned and and we really can't enter any deals exactly like that anymore are you open to discussing this for those creators that we'd already opened those talks with and sort of talked about what the deal split might be every single one of them every single one of those creators and i mean i make it sound like there were like 20 of them there was there was a handful for maybe five or six but all of them were like yeah that's that's fine let's talk about it mm-hmm. um and they were completely open to the idea um you know, I, I think they believed that, that I was shooting them straight. I was. Hopefully, listeners believe that too. Um, but you know, kind of, kind of ha- having partnerships, and it was, it was so. Like I said, like I, you know, it's just, it's very grateful to be in business with with people that were, were okay to have those conversations. Also, I had creators come and say, like, hey, something changed on my end, mm. right? Uh, and I, and I have have had the same reaction of all right let's let's talk about it and usually in that case it's not so much about like who gets what percentage of profit or something like that usually it's like i'm not gonna be able to deliver this when i thought or you know I, my partner dropped out on this uh do you still want to do the deal or something like that? and then we just talk about it 
and and we try and figure out solutions because ultimately the most important word you have to keep in your mind when negotiating and then just dealing with with publishers is partnership right um so there are going to be times where you're going to need some help and if you're in a partnership your partner comes in and they do what they can to help they may not be able to solve everything they'll try and help right um and same same thing with us like there are things that we can't do as well as you as a creator can so we'll talk about them and we'll see what we can what we can do for each other um so that really is like the most important thing i know a lot of people just want to know like what should my deal look like like how should i split with with if i'm a writer how should i split with my artist if i'm an mm-hmm. artist what kind of split should i get those there's no set there's no set thing there um but what i can tell you is whether you're dealing with other creators that you want to do a book with in partnership or you're dealing with a publisher or, or what have you, the most important thing is that you're partnering with, with people that want balanced deals and they want balanced um, so that everybody can, everybody can walk away with their head held high. They feel valued. They feel fair. And like in my case, you know, part of, part of, us kind of pulling back and, and needing to take a little bit more of the profit has to do with the fact that I have people on staff that are like helping creators market the books. If I make so little money that I can't have that person on staff, that hurts both of us. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and those are very real things. Right. So, um, so it's just, uh, like I said, you know, when, when we were talking like sort of pre-show, like having that phone call last week, uh, where I wasn't even bringing up, like, like he's quite happy with the standard deal, and he was like, "What do we have? What what can we do to make sure that you guys are doing great?" And he was completely offering to adjust the the deal more in favor of us. In his case, I didn't, I didn't feel the need to do that, um, so I said, "No, we don't. We don't need to do that. Here's what, here's what I want to make sure we do to make sure that the book is a big enough hit that works for both of us." And then we just we started talking about marketing and you know and and what where were we going to put our marketing efforts and that sort of thing and and walked away. I think we were both happy. And the fact that I got to tell somebody I really appreciate your offer, you know, to 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 alter the deal in in my favor more. Like that's super cool of you. But like I walked away from that call being like, this is a creator that I want to do multiple projects with, you know, uh, because. That's the type of person I want to be in business with. Um, and that's a valuable thing too, making like trying to find a home for yourself, you know, and you do that when you have that partnership, when it's balanced. Yeah. And you, so that's my, that's my advice. You mentioned like, a number of things that, that are key and the takeaway is making sure the relationships work and making sure that it feels comfortable for both of you. And that's something that, you know, you as a smaller publisher and, I imagine this goes uh, up up a bit in terms of other publishers too. You, you, DC and Marvel uh, are the you know the big examples of folks that have lawyers that they engage with regularly. Smaller publishers uh, may not. They may have folks on retainer or offices that they work with, or lawyers that they work with regularly. But anytime there's something that's a, a bigger scope change that you might have to go to your lawyer with, that is a, a time and a money equation. And sometimes. You know, it might not work out for a creator and you might not even take it to that step of being able to say, let me talk to my lawyer because you just know 
in terms of like, I, I got to spend, you know, it's going to be a three hour situation and that's, you know, they charge me $150 an hour and it's like, uh, it's just for the special circumstance, not a big sweeping change to your contract. That just from a business standpoint may not be a thing you can do. And, you know, that's a, one of those no harm, no foul, like I just can't afford to do it situations. Um, so there is something to think about, you know, obviously as a creator, you want the best outcome for you, but you also think about the publishing partners that you're working with and what they're looking for and what you you are able to bring to the table for them and know that, you know, deals at different companies are going to be different by nature. You know, images, image, IDW is IDW, Dark Horse is Dark Horse, and folks can have different focuses and different things that they're trying to achieve. Uh, and they might also have a different legal staff or budget to work with a legal staff. So smaller publishers, especially newer ones, you know, you're not able to always uh, make everything work, uh, which is not me in any way, shape or form saying don't ask and don't have conversations, you know, don't ask for what you need to do. But just go into those conversations knowing that there are different circumstances for different folks. And like you said, it's a good faith relationship of trying to make it, you know, from the get go, something that is profitable for both of you. So you can both keep both or organizations can keep making comics and keep it going. Yeah, I, there's definitely something to that. I mean, look, we're a small publisher and some of our books have significantly more potential sales potential than others do. And just because your book doesn't have as big a sales potential as something else doesn't mean I'm not going to publish it. Um, obviously, it has to. I have to think it has, a, you know, we, the team has to think it has enough sales potential that, it, you know, it won't lose money. But if you're on the on the smaller end of that sales potential spectrum, but still getting a green light from us and, and you're going to come back and ask for a, a ton of changes in a contract, um, then that might be a reason for us to walk away. But I, we wouldn't walk away and like, I can't, how, how dare you ask that? Right, right. Away. We were, you know, it would be a walk away situation, but the conversation might be like, look, you know, the legal fees alone there will, will, will change the map on this book to where it doesn't make sense for us to publish it, right? If, we, if we're gonna attack all these things you're asking for. Um, you know, um, so generally speaking, that's part of the reason why we have, we have a deal that we do. Um, and you know, some of the changes that we've made are ones that, that just make total common sense. Um, when Clara uh, Meath you know, signed on for her adaptation of Edgar Allan Poe's The Conqueror War, which is excellent, by the way, and comes out relatively soon. Um, you know, one of the things that we changed was, you know, there's there's that boilerplate language of, you know, you created this and you own it outright and all aspects of it are created by you and your creative team and blah, blah, blah. You know, it's an it's an indemnification clause, which basically just means you're, you're stating, yes, I own this and therefore I'm able to enter into this deal. Well, she didn't write the poem. It's based on Edgar Allan Poe did. That happens to be in the public domain, so it's okay. Um, but, you know, we changed that language. So, you know, switched to, you know, this is based on a poem and the, you know, to the best of our knowledge in the public domain, or, you know, whatever language is. Um, that's a change that makes sense. Right. Right. You shouldn't sign a thing that says you created something you didn't create. Right. Like, but that's very circumstantial. And, and you know, anytime you're dealing with a contract that is not that our contract is boilerplate, but like a contract that is um, not project specific, you might need to make some slight adjustments to to make it fit that project. We have a lot of language in, in it of like, 
what happens in this scenario? What happens if it's part of an anthology? What happens if it's in a crowdfunding campaign? What happens if we do a crowdfunding campaign specifically for it? Or what happens if we sell a version of this book in a crowdfunding campaign for something else? Like how do those sales get calculated? What rate are the calculations based on? Like we have all these these scenarios for for different different ways that that you know your book or your project could be used or whatever. That does not mean when you get that contract, we are intending to do all of those things, but we have it in a contract so that if we're there, we we don't have to renegotiate a new contract just for each one of those those things. So um, we had one contract where this notion of an anthology, like being part of a collected collected edition, didn't make sense for what this project was. And the creator like specifically didn't want any part of it to be a part of an anthology, um, with in a, in a, for very reasonable reasons. So yeah, we pulled that out and and changed it to we will not be using this project as part of an anthology, just so it was clear that we won't be doing that. Um, you know, so like I said, you know, if it's project specific, you know, and that was no, that was not hard to do because we had no intention of using it as part of an anthology. So it wasn't even a conversation. It was just like okay. Yeah, I can strike that. <laughs> um, so uh, definitely ask questions. So that's the other thing. You know, once once you have a once you have a contract in hand, like ask questions. If you don't understand something, ask the question. Right. If you want a change, um, you can you can ask for the change. Like, um, uh, you know. But if you're asking for a change, what I would say is this: If you're asking for a change, make sure it's a change you really you really want um, because, you know, going in and, and changing a contract, you know, if I have to go back to my attorney, like I'm paying my attorney, I'm spending a significant amount of time to get my attorney to make a change, like, and it's going to slow down the process most likely. So make sure it's a change you actually want, you actually care about. It doesn't have to be, mean the world to you, but like make sure it's one that you actually really want. And you're just like, ah, instead of, you know, 20 comps, I want, 50 like yeah and probably not <laughs> just because going back and changing that and then tracking that out the logistics of going on this one project we have to comp these people more than like the you know publisher publishers set up systems in order to try and save money and make things more efficient and anytime we have to change a system for your one project it's expensive. It's expensive in terms of time. It's expensive probably in terms of money and just more money being spent on your project than on somebody else's project and time and following through. And then if our system doesn't catch it and you know, you don't get your extra 10 copies for comps that you wanted. And then we have to go back and then we have to ship another thing. Like it winds up, it just whittles away at, at what the, what the publishing company can do. And, and, so in our case, you know, a lot of those things are, are, um, you know, there, there's a reason why the contract has the stipulations that it has in it, right? Like there's a reason for all of them and largely it's efficiencies and things like that. So if you're going to ask for a change, like have a good, have a good reason for it. That's really the, the, the gist of it. Don't, don't just be like, eh, it would be better if it was this, eh, this would be better if it was this. Right. But yeah. Um, and part of that is, is sort of negotiating in, in good faith. Right. And, you know, there are, I've seen people give their document to an attorney and their attorney goes through and just changes everything. Right. Just 
asks for more of everything, right? Any opportunity where they could ask for more for their for their client, they do. And I like I get that. Like your job as an attorney is to try and do things right by your client. Your job is not. So, but so it, you can go to an, an attorney and ask them to evaluate the deal for you know fairness. Like, does this work? Does this make sense? Um, you know, or if your attorney is just like, hey, I'm going to mark up everything just so you've got all your options that the things you could ask for on the table. If they mark up a lot of stuff, go before you send that to a publisher, whether it's me or somebody else, go through it and make sure all of those things that you're looking at are things you really care about. Right. And if they're not, just remove them. Don't ask for it. Um, because each one of those things is going to be like a minor headache. So you probably won't get them all, A. Um, but also it can be pretty exhausting going through them. And if I have to send all of those questions to my attorney, my attorney takes more time looking at it. My, you know, my attorney bill goes up really high and it makes it a lot harder for, for us to make money on the project. Yep. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of that stuff that, you know, I think people just don't, don't think about. Sure. Um, so yeah, don't make it. Don't make it hard for me to work with you or hard for another publisher, any publisher. Like, don't make it hard to work with you. Um, it's better to walk away than to try and force somebody that doesn't want to do a bunch of things to do things they don't want to do, because that probably won't end well. So lessons from from being a publisher. <laughs> yeah, I've learned a lot in the, in less than a year that I've been doing this. You know, we we um, I will say this. It's been fascinating. Um I've been super grateful to be working with the creators. We're super grateful to be working with the staff I'm working with. Um, uh, and then, you know, when we've made adjustments, whether it be to a contract or be to how we distribute things, whenever we've made any adjustments, we've made them, I think, with, with very good faith. And we've made them, um, we've always kept creators informed when there's, you know, certainly whenever there's good news, like, Hey, we signed on with a new distributor. Like we did with, with Lunar. So we're through, through diamond and Lunar to get to comic shops. You know, we've always been, been good with, uh, you know, making sure, making our, sure our lines of communication are open and, uh, and, um, yeah, when we make changes, we make them based on new data, not, uh, you know, we're not making changes of things willy nilly. Hey, one thing I would encourage, anyone to do if you're not a lawyer already maybe even if you are a lawyer we do offer a comic book law for creators course um it starts in july so it's a ways off but um that course covers all kinds of things and you can save yourself time and money by just getting familiar with how contracts work um and and the tenets of the law so that when you're able to talk that language with an attorney you may still want or need an attorney to, to deal with things, but you can drastically cut down on the amount of time you'll wind up dealing with them. You'll know what to look for in contracts. You'll ask really pointed and, and smart questions and things like that. So it's it's been a course that, you know, we only offer it once every two years, which is kind of why I'm putting it out there now. Um, but it is a course that um, no one has ever come back and said that was not useful. Like all I ever hear are glowing things. It's taught by Joe Sergi, who's an amazing attorney. Um, and uh, yeah, it's just it's just worth it. If this is the thing that you're that you're you're wanting to go into, and you think it's going to be of use, like this is a class that's going to be of use if you're going that route. 
Excellent. Well, if you have a question you'd like to hear talked about uh, on the show regarding publishing or regarding anything related to making comics, email info at comicsexperience.com. You can also go to comicsexperience.com and see what is going on there, including uh, upcoming classes as well as the workshop. And cexpublishing.com has CEX publishing stuff that's happening and and what comics are coming out when in in addition to uh, what you've talked about today. All right, well, until next time, keep making comics. (laughs) 